بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters one of my good friends asked me a question about the role of reason and logic in Islam, in uh, especially in terms of understanding, in terms of uh, usul, in terms of rules, and so on. And he said that most people are only, they blindly follow, taqlid, only taqlid. And his question was, where is the place for tafakkur? Where is the place for fikr? Where is the place for reason? Alhamdulillah, very good question. So it's something that we need to think about. So my question to you is, is there any place in Islam for tafakkur, for reason, for reflection, for thinking, for logic? Is there any place or there's no place? There is, right? Yes, of course. Of course there is. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself mentioned this in the Quran in multiple, multiple times, multiple places. Uh, the issue of uh, reflection, introspection, tadabbur, tafakkur. So there is a place. However, what is that place? Let me give you a few examples. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in Surah Abasa, وَفَاكِهَةً abba. This ayah in Surah Al-Abasa. So, a man came to Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab and he said, what is the meaning of Abba? Fakiha we know, Fakiha is fruits. What is Abba? Sayyidina Umar started off by saying, he said, he said, we know Habba, which means, um, new shoots but what is Abba and then Sayyidina Umar corrected himself and he said Ya Umar how are you going to speak about something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described and he did not explain the man went to Sayyidina Abu Siddiq and he said, what is the meaning of Abba? Allah has revealed, what is Abba? Abu Bakr Siddiq said, which sky will cover me and shade me and which earth will hide me if I say about the book of Allah that which I don't know? Right? The people came and they asked Nabi Sallallahu about the Ruh. And Allah mentioned this. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ They ask you about the soul. What is the soul? What is the reply Allah gave? وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ قُلِ الرُّوحُ مِنْ عَمِرِ رَبِّ What did you understand? 
What is the what is the meaning? Amir Mamana. What do you understand? Nothing. Nothing. Allah said, tell them it is the Amar of Allah. So what is the Amar of Allah? So what we understand from this and many such examples is tafakkur, tadabbur, logic, reason, everything, there is a place in Islam, but it has to be within the boundaries of the usul of Islam. There is no free thinking in Islam. Right? And there is a reason why there is no free thinking. Because if you do free thinking in Islam, then it invariably leads to misguidance. For example, if somebody says, why should I pray five times a day? If I supposing I ask you, why, why do we pray five times a day? What is the answer? Why do we pray, my brother? What is the reason? Because it's an instruction. It is an instruction from, from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, khalas, right? Supposing we say, no, 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 you see, oh, that may be the best. The reason we pray five times a day is because we are by nature, we are forgetful. We tend to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should pray five times. Now, the moment you open that door, what are the questions that can be asked? Why five? Why not four? Why not six? Somebody might say, okay, forgetfulness and so on, it may apply to you, but I don't forget Allah. I can guarantee you, you can monitor me, you can put sensors on me continuously from morning till night. I am making zikr. I am saying, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Allah, continuously. So I did not pray at all. If the salah is for reminding somebody who is forgetting, then somebody is not forgetting, need not pray. What is the biggest example of somebody who never forgot Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No, what is the biggest example? Who, who never forgot Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who was never ghafil, even for a second? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa right? Why is it so difficult to answer the question? Nabi sallallahu if somebody says Rasulullah was ghafil for a period of time, he has left Islam, he is committing kufr. So Rasulullah remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 24-7 continuously to the extent that we have the hadith where he was sleeping and two malaika came and one of them said to the other, his eyes are sleeping but his heart is awake and engaged in the zikr of Allah. So even in the state of sleeping he was he used to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did he pray or he didn't pray? Hey. He prayed or he didn't pray? He prayed five times. So the point I'm making is that if you are going to say the issue of free thinking, it does not apply because there is a point beyond which human reason cannot take us. Another reason, in terms of psychology, we can only think in the context of our life experience. Right? Now, uh, my brother here, Abu Tariq, he is from Surya. And I do not think you have ever been inside a Hindu temple, right? Eh? No. So, supposing I describe to him the ritual of Ganapati Homam. And ask him to think about that, you know, understand that. Can he do that? No. He's never seen it. 
He has never seen it. He has never seen a temple. He does not know what is the meaning of Ganapati. He does not know what is Ganapati Homa. He does, he does not know anything. So how can his reason take him anywhere in that context? It cannot. Because the experience is not there. All reason works within the framework of experience. If somebody does not have the experience of something, they cannot reason anything. If you take, for example, the cell phone to someone in, uh, you know, some village somewhere, they have never seen phones in their lives. And if you say, I'm going to call your son who is in America and you can talk to him and I can show you, you can see his face. He can, you know, there you go. Ah, magic. It's not magic, it's technology. But technology for us because we understand that. If you don't understand, it's magic. What is magic? Magic is technology you don't understand. Framework and boundaries. This is very, very important to understand because otherwise in Islam, if you operate outside the boundaries, it takes you to kufr. That is why the fundamental rule that we have in Islam is for any question, if there is a text, meaning if there is an ayat of the Quran or if there is a say hadith, then we do not use our brain after that. We don't take our brain beyond the text. What Allah said, Allah said, khalas. We, we don't say why this, why that and so. Because, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, this is from the, from the uh, seerah. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Thumma stawa ala arsh. Allah made istiwa on the arsh. Somebody asked Sayyidina Umar radiallahu what is the meaning of istiwa? Now, you're saying Allah is on the arsh, meaning what? Is he, naudhu billah, just for the sake of understanding, I'm saying, is he standing, sitting, lying down, what is he? Sayyidina Umar radiallahu said, Allah said, he made istiwa on the arsh. We understand the word istiwa as istiwa in the way in which Allah means. Finished. Nothing else. We don't use istiwa means this, this, this. All of this kind of so-called logical reasoning is first of all illogical because we have no way of verifying any of that. And secondly, it leads to kufr. It's not logical. Now, if somebody is doing this, then this person is not blindly following. There's no blindness in that. He is following with knowledge. To give you another example, supposing I have, I, I, supposing I need a cardiologist, right? I'm supposing something is wrong with my heart, I need to go to a cardio cardiologist. So what happens, how, how does the process start? What is the first thing we do? In, in this country, what do you do? You go to your PCP, your personal physician. He will refer you to a cardiologist. So now if I go to the cardiologist, will I sit with him and say, excuse me, first of all, show me your degree. Where did you get the degree from? How do I know you are a cardiologist? What is the proof? Huh? No, I mean, <laughs> if, I, if I do that, then the man will say, I'm sorry, you came to the wrong doctor. You should first go to the psychiatrist, right? <laughs> Because nothing is wrong with your heart, something is wrong with your brain. So go there first. So if I go to the cardiologist on the recommendation of my PCP, am I following him blindly? Or am I following him with the knowledge that here is a man who has specialized knowledge in this subject, which I need. Now you might say, why do you follow him blindly? Okay, don't follow him blindly, no problem, right? Do not follow him blindly. So what must I do now? I must become a cardiologist. No, I mean, supposing if I say I want to prescribe for myself, two options. 
go to the cardiologist he will prescribe take the medicine inshallah you are okay go home or if you say no 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 i i i will not follow blindly no problem alhamdulillah no problem if somebody says i will not follow i will not do taqlid without understanding the dalil absolutely no problem then study and understand the dalil as a matter of fact in in our religion in in the in the in the in the, in the adab of learning for people for for ulama who are mujtahidin for ulama who are of a certain level it is prohibited for them it is prohibited for them to simply follow the dalil of someone without knowing it themselves so they are supposed to understand and know it themselves because at that level right so you either follow the cardiologist or you become a cardiologist but if you don't do either you will die you will die. so it's not a question of saying don't use reason use reason within the boundaries not not using reason outside the boundaries because just like in any that's why i gave you the example of cardiology and so on, so on in any field this is the principle the principle is you understand and you use reason within the boundaries of that body of knowledge right so i hope this is clear inshallah that uh, the the role of reason and the role of taqlid so why do we do taqlid why do we follow this uh, imam or that imam because we really don't have the time to go into the deen and study to that extent where we can make our own extraction of rulings istimadul hakam to be able to extract the rulings we do not have the time or the energy and what not to do it therefore we follow an expert this is the logical way of doing it is not illogical to do taqlid is the most logical thing to do which is what we do in every other field of knowledge if my car breaks down i won't say i will now go to uh, automobile school and i will become an automobile engineer and i will learn how to fix the car then i will come back and fix my car and then i will <laughs> you are crazy i mean until that you are going to walk take the car to a mechanic why should i follow the mechanic because you are not a mechanic so we apply this logic of taqlid which is following an expert in every aspect of our life and this is logical this is sensible this is intelligent so when it comes to the deen what's the problem when it comes to the deen why does someone who has not studied the deen who has not studied it systematically who does not understand the buniyad the foundation of studying islam i'm not talking about just picking it up studying islam is perfect knowledge of the arabic language if somebody does not understand arabic at the and, and is not expert in arabic at the level of a native speaker of classical arabic at the time of the sahaba this person is not hasn't even done the foundation next is hifz of the quran do we have the time for this if it is if you have the time go and do it i mean nobody stops you alhamdulillah very good fantastic but most of us don't have the time so what do we do we go to the expert who is the expert imam shafi is the expert imam ahmed is the expert imam imam malik is the expert these are the experts so we go to the expert and we say well here's the situation what must i do so do it do, do it this way i do it i'm not blindly following the expert i'm following the expert because i understand the complexity and i understand the expert is the guy who's taken the time trouble energy to understand that 
I'm asking for his opinion. So if anyone has this doubt and you ask this question and say, you know, we're blind taqlid. There's no blind taqlid. Taqlid is a sign of intelligence. It is a sign of understanding of the complexity of the thing. And somebody who says, I will not follow the imam. I will invent my own stuff. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. No problem. Do what you want. Only ask yourself, you do not do that with repairing your bicycle. You do, you do not do that with repairing your car. You do not do that, do that with repairing your heart. You want to do that and you want to repair the Quran. <laughs> what is it you want to do, right? So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us and guide us on the path that was shown to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam wa sallallahu alayhi 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 wa sallam